Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have several things to bring up with you. All right, let's go. Okay, one, the food was delicious. Delicious. I do love that you're an extremist. Um, so I, I made myself a, essentially a, a small soup, and then I had imitation hash brown potatoes that Alice makes with um, radishes. Mm-hmm. And they're surprised. Although one tasted like soap, the rest were delicious. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it's not your fault. And also, and you, and there's you, you. These are some of the excessive things that you do that I've always loved. <laughs> One, there was excess salt. Two, there was excess garlic. Three, there was excess oil. All of which I love. So that was delicious. That said, let me tell you why you're in trouble. Great, why am I in trouble? Why did you ask that? Because there was no nature's promise anything at Shaw's. There's supposed to be. Okay. Supposed to be a lot of stuff in a lot of places. You notice that, mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. <clears throat> um, it, 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 and now I have a. First of all, I listened to the Kirk Manahan show today. Montante um, is way off. Montante not only is on Jerry's show but on Kirk Manahan's show too. Way off, saying no chance that Herschel Walker is going to win. No chance that Emmett Oz is going to win. They're both going to win. He obviously away. hasn't gotten his political information from the Burn Barrel podcast. They're both winning walking away. And J.D. Vance is going to win their walking away. It's say it's over. What's happened was, and I think this is almost bad for Democrats. When the Democrats, when the um, GOP momentum two months ago receded. Right. They coasted. Right. I they think, were like, great, we'll just talk about abortion in January 6th, the mm-hmm. rest of the time until November. Right. <clears throat> I also think that... And then they had two more months of inflation and gas prices started going back up. And gas lighting at the same time. Right. Um, and it's all, two more months of inflation. P- kids are in school. Parents have had to do stuff like buy school supplies and other real world stuff is happening. You know, and people who are... There are people who are busy who are... are like, we're busy. We just There's not a lot of hours in the day to get stuff done, to do things. And, you know... Having stress sucks. Having like today, the bo- bottom floor of our house was fairly okay. This room is fairly okay. You've, our bedroom is fairly okay. The little kid's room is a freaking disaster. The office is fairly okay. So today, for our house, our house is in better shape than usual, which is good because the kids had a friend pop over. This is Sally is is getting I mean, into friends popping by unannounced. Yeah. So now we have people doing the pop by, and then we can't have them see that that there needs to be it needs to be condemned. So we're having them make sure more more stuff is done. But yeah, there's all this stuff going on, and it makes life a pain in the end. You know, when you've got a parent, when you're a parent, and you got one kid or two kids or whatever, you know, it, it, there's a lot that that's unfulfilling in your life, 
it's but that's the trade off you make you know you have kids you know so you t- t- we have kids who are fun and great and they're down there right now three boys are playing with each other right now downstairs um and it's wonderful and they're in a good mood which is you know usually it's it's a one uh b minimum i call it one bitch minimum means that we, you, usually one kid has a freaking problem mm-hmm. so but but like in the the other side, the kids have destroyed the walls and destroyed the furniture and destroyed anything I ever cared about, you know, like the heirlooms or anything like that. So, but so my my large point is this: is that this inflation is another kick in the groin mm-hmm. for people who like didn't you used to have. It's, depending on the size of the family, you could, being frugal, spend a hundred bucks a week and get through. It's not like that anymore. The, oh yeah, no. Yeah, the stuff is like. It's funny because we're eating, we're eating pasta for, that you bought when you hoarded it, uh, you know, for two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like that stuff, that pasta, we could fence that for a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. Like all of that Definitely stuff. Definitely for cheaper than I bought it for. Oh, yeah. All of the stuff. So so I think this is what has, has made the polls. And also I think the polls are, they're not showing. I think the polls in, in I'm going to say in Connecticut possibly in massachusetts but in many other states well there are no polls in massachusetts right. to be wrong oh, yeah. so we, i, I we would don't say know. that the polls um you can add 10 to every did Republican. you see by the way that uh the polls out of the new york governor's race today Mm-mm. quinnipiac says that lee zeldin is four points behind kathy hochul yeah he's gonna win i mean that's wild that's wild. If well, she's if there's a, about to be a Republican governor in New York, and well, I think I mean, that's they like had potentially in the early in the early part of the century. I mean, but the way New York is now, yeah. I mean, like how many <clears throat> how many points did Trump lose New York State by? I don't even know off you the know top what? of my I'd head, like, but like a lot. It would and, be interesting to see. Um, yeah, no, it, it's ten points everywhere. Add ten points. Take take, take Tom Shattuck's word for it. This is the decision desk. <laughs> Well, yeah, and At they're saying points. now that um, even they are adjusting on Pennsylvania. They're saying now that they're within the margin of error. They have it at like 48, 46 Fetterman instead of before. Fetterman is finito. The, yeah, I would say could... so. Did you see, by the way, the desperate attempt? His wife now came out as bisexual. Ah, no! And no! she wants everybody, she wants NBC to apologize for all the offense they caused to this disabled community for pointing out that her husband can't understand human language anymore. I did see and that. So, and now she's come out I as just... bisexual, too, on top of that. So just to, you know, she's trying to rack up the victim points somewhere. But, it, like, does that not reek of desperation? That's fantastic. It's so desperate. Her name's Giselle Fetterman, if you're looking for her. Giselle with one L. Yes, I, I, I think she's attractive. I, I don't she's know. She's also an illegal alien, but I, maybe, maybe or maybe not. I think she's maybe indigenous too, or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I think the um, the like coming out of the closet with a boutique sexuality when you're losing or when your uh, husband that you're actually acting for right now is uh, when you're losing this race is uh, an attempt to change the conversation away from the fact that your husband tragically was brain damaged by a stroke. Well, right, but also, even before that, was no prize. He's already <laughs> he was always a guy who like wears. I mean, I wear cargo shorts. So does he. He wears sweatshirts. He's got a a an undeveloped Siamese twin in the back of his head. Uh, you know, no, no. He's got all sorts of stuff. I'm a funny looking guy. I understand. You know, I can be mildly cleaned up sometimes. But he's Fetterman is crazy. Dresses crazy, acts crazy, and now has stroked out. Right. So, like, what else do you want? For these? It's a bizarre cycle. In, in, in Mehmet Oz, who, oh, I guarantee you wears cologne that the room smells. I, 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 never, I never need to have a relationship with any of the people, people in Oprah's circle. In Mehmet Oz, the doctor. You uh, had, you liked, uh, what's her name? The, um... The Democratic candidate lady, the crazy one. Oh, she was sexy. Uh, yeah, uh, Diane Wilkeshore. Wilkeshore. Um, yes, I'm. Li- I can't think of it right now. But um, oh, there was something smoky, sexy about her. She was just. She was hearing her own 
signal somewhere. <laughs> yeah, what was her name? We need to Democrats running in twenty twenty. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I like you liked her. So, but yeah, Mehmet Oz is not a great candidate either. He's an elitist who barely lives in the state. The whole thing is pathetic. Like, I'm so glad right now that I don't live in Pennsylvania, and I, I Marianne something maybe Marianne. I can't think of it. Anyway, hold on, um, hold on. I did that Klobuchar um, too, though. I know, but that's just because she's Williamson. mean. That's just because she's mean, not not because of her looks per Correct. se. Um, but yeah, like uh, the whole thing is such a disappointing race all around. And Fetterman, but I don't believe that the people of Pennsylvania are that insane that in what should be a wave year for Republicans, they're going to elect a brain damaged person to be in the Senate. Ten points. Add ten to every Republican running. I mean, at this point, like, I almost believe it because it is so crazy that uh, it, I can't believe how bad the Democrats are at this, right? Like, Well, and also, common sense tells you, look around, see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Look around. Nothing is great right now. Nothing is great right now. Of course. Inflation is through the roof. Gas prices are high. Heating oil is going to be very, very high, and people know it. Um, we're spending billions and billions with, billions in Ukraine. We, we're, we're making flirting people with who didn't go to war. college to now give to people who did go to college. I mean, what do you want to do here? There's underemployment. Businesses, the people's legacies have gone now, died, because locally Democrat policies torpedoed them, and they were echoed nationally by a party that was happy to sell out and harm the children of the country for, to pay off the unions. Right, it's exactly. uneffing believable, and people know this. There's a reason. There's a reason why Merrick Garland, nationally and local um, Democratic attorneys general, are saying they're worried about the uh, parents um, intimidating board of ed meetings. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they're equating those people with January 6th riots. Not to mention the pro-life people. They've been oh, yes. arresting pro-life people who protested outside abortion clinics like crazy. Which, I mean, I get it. If people. It, I don't like mob stuff, right? So if they were like forcing their way into somewhere where they shouldn't be or they didn't leave, if they were trespassing or whatever, if they got into an altercation with somebody. But like all those things ought to be handled by the local police. There really shouldn't be federal charges for any of that. Why are abortion clinics specially protected? Why are we going after people from years ago for like similar? I mean, what? Abortion clinics have been targeted. I mean, no, in, right in, now you, it's you, the pregnancy w- crisis centers oh, that are I get being it. I targeted. Understand. But like, you weren't. Were you there for John Salvi in in the in the nineties? Well, no, but I mean, I know there's a history. So this guy, of that, just but, so you know, this but, guy went in the Green Line and stopped mm-hmm. at three different abortion clinics and shot up each one, killing. Okay, Martin. but was that not illegal before there were special federal laws protecting abortion clinics from people standing outside them? Uh, it was illegal, but I think that... So my point is that we have plenty of charges that we can use against people who go shoot people, right? Like, there doesn't need to be special protections for abortion clinics over, like, schools, police stations, hospitals, office buildings, everywhere else. Like, why why are abortion clinics a special magical place where, like, you can get an extra special trouble even after the local police have dropped all the charges against you because it you didn't do anything that bad, Right. Like, wh- right. why Why are they in a special category all their own? And why aren't the feds doing anything about the pregnancy crisis centers, which are being targeted by, in some cases, like fire bombings where they're... Well, that's by the the guerrilla, um, um, you know, terrorists. They're also being targeted by people like Senator Elizabeth Warren. Right. Who want who them want- shut down. So the people have one choice. And by the way, and people also know, they saw that Biden said that he was going to change u.s energy policy they saw that he cut the shutdown the keystone pipeline and all mm-hmm. the drilling and this and that etc they saw gas prices rise as a as a part they saw the lame excuse that it's putin's war even though gas prices were already yeah. rising they saw all this stuff and they saw him you know um jerk up the strategic oil reserve which, by the way, breaking news, he's just done 13 minutes ago again. Biden to release 15 million, million barrels from oil reserve. More possible. So now, this is the Associated Press. Josh Boeck and Zeke Miller. This is the Associated Press. Okay. They don't want to be critical of Joe Biden. But mm-hmm. listen to this, the way it's written. 
President Joe Biden will announce the release of 15 more million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve Wednesday as part of a response to recent production cuts announced by OPEC and nations. And he will say more oil sales are possible this winter as his administration rushes to be seen as pulling out all the stops ahead of next month's midterm election. Of course. Of course it's that pulling is... out all the stops in front of next month's midterm election. Yes, but election. Alice, that is pretty damning that the AP news copy says he's doing it for the election. Assigns motive to him. Right. Of course it is. Because they know this is horse bleep. They are rip bleep. Of course. I mean, and then you have Bill Malugin today. They're all they're transparently political. He's tweeting. The New York Post is reporting that the Biden administration pressured the Democrat El Paso mayor not to declare a state of emergency over the migrant crisis. The White House pressured the Democratic mayor of El Paso, Texas, to not declare a state of emergency over the city's migrant crisis due to fear it would make the president look bad. The Post has learned at least three of the El Paso City Council's eight members have urged Mayor Oscar Leeser to issue an emergency declaration in response to the thousands of migrants who filled the city's shelters and are being housed in local hotels, sources familiar with the matter said. But Leeser admitted during a private phone conversation last month that he'd been directed otherwise by the Biden administration, one of the officials told the Post. He told me the White House asked him not to, Councilmember Claudia Rodriguez said. Rodriguez also said Lisa has repeatedly assured her that he'd declare a state of emergency <laughs> if things got worse, without saying what that meant. U.S. Rep. Tony Gonzalez, R. Texas, whose district covers rural areas and border towns near El Paso, said he heard similar accounts from other city officials. It's sleight of hand what the administration is doing, pressuring the local government to not issue a declaration of emergency, to say as if everything is going right. okay. I mean, <clears throat> when that communication comes from President Trump, they're impeaching. Of course. <clears throat> now, back to the oil. Here's another thing. Um, hold on one second. Sorry about that. Um, Biden still faces political headwinds because of gas prices. AAA reports that gas is averaging three eighty seven a gallon, up from a month ago, and falling prices at the pump suggested that the president and his Democrats were faring better. Um, an analysis Monday by Clearview Energy Partners, an independent energy research firm based in Washington, suggested that two states that could decide control of the evenly split Senate, Nevada and Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. are sensitive to energy prices. The analysts noted that gas prices over the past month rose above the national average in 18 states, which are home to 29 potentially at-risk house seats. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so, I mean, but they're doing all they can to not lose the midterms not doing right. all they can to make life better for people no that's just like that's... we talked about the other day with the inflation we need a real rate hike to cut off this inflation or it's not going right. anywhere they're only increasing the pain down the road by handling it this way but they, because right now what they're doing is just punting 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 i mean i know they've raised rates a little bit but it is not enough to do what's coming now bloomberg is saying it's virtually certain there's going to be a recession which anybody could have seen like six months ago that there was going to be a recession, but whatever. I mean, housing prices are going to be struggling with the interest rates so high. I, I don't... <sighs> this administration, like, is there anything they haven't screwed up? There's, like, the border, no. there's Ukraine, there's gas prices, there's energy. I mean, and, the, and then the same thing, like... Everything, it's like a fractal of badness, the Democratic mm -hmm. Party, because as you go down the levels into state and local government, they also do bad and terrible and stupid things there that screw up your life. Look at the Massachusetts governor's race. Now, because Maura Healey blocked two natural gas pipelines into this state, into the rest of New England, too, by the way, those of you in other states, but because they have to go through Massachusetts, um, she got to block them as attorney general. And she bragged about that in the debate. She said she was proud of it. And she's also said in phone conversations with like Jim and Marjorie that she wants like no new natural gas hookups um, in statewide. So the idea that she's now bragging about that while we are facing unprecedented energy costs, we are so dependent on LNG tankers to get our fuel now be and we can't do anything about it because of the Jones Act. And like everybody knows that in other states like Pennsylvania, they're producing all this natural gas and it's cheaper everywhere else in the country except New England and because they are less dependent on on foreign natural gas. You know, so this is the problem with 
with the way we run our energy policy. And like people are going to feel the pain of it this winter. Their policies are just bad all the way down, all the way down to your school board from the presidency. And like, I don't get how anybody can look at what's going on in this country and vote for Biden. Like, I see these delusional people who are like, thank Putin for the energy prices or like, yeah, well, Trump broke everything and now Biden's working to fix it, but it's going to take a while. Like, you have to be so out of your mind to really (laughs) believe stuff like that, like so in denial. I just don't understand how you can vote for policies like this, because that's ultimately what's on the ballot. That's what we saw with Trump. Trump might not be like a great person in his marriages or personal life or whatever, but like policy wise, he did the stuff. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he, he well, got because it all done. If you he, just look at this at simply Let's say that he doesn't know that he didn't know have any depth of knowledge when it comes to the policy or economics or whatever. He knows that putting stuff on trucks can be expensive, especially when gas prices are heavy. Yeah. He knows that when you can't get supplies, it freezes up. You know, if he can't get, you know, 812 uh, mini fridges, then the hotel doesn't open. If you open the hotel without the mini fridges, it's not a five diamond hotel. You, right. gotta, you know, he knows that he needs to stuff the food. He knows he can't have his uh, a Cinco de Mayo taco bowl in Trump Tower if meat prices are through the roof and, and they had the, 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 uh, the margins are, are almost nothing because they'll have to kill it from the menu. He knows basic stuff. He does. He knows that this these things are a kick in the ass for the business community. And if that's it, that's why he was saying, can we pull open after Easter? I hope and Fauci was here. I don't think so. I mean, the the uh, business knowledge is what he had. He was raw, raw go. Yeah, just having to do stuff in any business completely changes your perspective. I think that's why so many small business owners you know, absolutely did support Trump because it's it's just the type of knowledge that, you know, that you get from doing things and that you appreciate that people know what they're doing and you trust people in the industry to be able to tell you what's going on versus Biden, who just like blames the gas stations for raising the price. It's so ignorant of the way anything no, so, works uh, in the world. And I had uh, I had a caller call and say, you know, obviously I've been railing against giving away college money to the most fortunate Americans, which is also another thing. You only have to have a medium understanding. First of all, anybody who is blue collar working class in this country mm-hmm. sees that and says, bull, no, that, that it's not acceptable. But that said, you know, I had somebody call in and say, hey, Tom, you got government relief money during the COVID thing. You know, however much we got for each kid or whatever like that. Yeah. He said, so why are you complaining about the college people? And that is true, I did, but I also got a huge pay cut because yeah. of the government shut down businesses. Who then couldn't destro- advertise in a paper. Exactly, exactly. It's like, it, it, this is, the, Biden has found the most toxic way to govern, and he's decided to, to say like the economy is burning hot as hell. I mean, either he's not aware or he's knows. using a stubborn senator's conditioning because he's a blowhard. He'll just make stuff up. He always has. This is—it's not just him. Blowhard senators will do that. You know, look, look—it's the—it's the lowest inflation you get in six years. If you add in for this, this, and this, record numbers. They talk these jobs numbers, which is—it's <clears throat> a disingenuous thing to do. It's a disingenuous thing to do. And you know, it's like the fact that we're in pain is one thing. Don't tell us we're not, and don't tell us we're crazy. Yeah. And don't tell us that what we should be worried about is that um, if Republicans get in office, they're going to send the abortion police to arrest people. Yeah, that's what Eric Swalwell is tweeting is fantasy land videos about like some family that's just eating dinner and the abortion police show up to arrest it's, the mom of the family. Uh, it's I, kind of awesome in a way. <laughs> are you going to play it? Or are you yeah, gonna, I'll okay. So, but... It's just so nuts to me that instead of like the real pain and suffering that people are going through, like all the crime that people go through and all this stuff that's happening, like out here in the real world where the rest of us live, they're like locked in this imaginary battle with the imaginary well, threat a, of the Republicans. S- the Swalwell tweet is MAGA Republicans want women arrested for having an abortion. This is what that looks like. She's not, nobody wants that. Happy family, daddy feeding the baby. You're weird. 
he is weird. Daughter and Fuck mother you. making fun of, fun of daddy. Suddenly there's police lights in the driveway. Pretty abrasive knock for the cops, I gotta say. <laughs> Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. Bum, you gotta bum, be kidding bum. me. That, that is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed, and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my... Poor Dr. Landers. You, you can't just... You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching sir, sir. Sir. Hey, Man, turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Now. Why is this happening? How great is this? How great. Both of them cocked their guns and are about to blow Meanwhile. them away. Because they're, they're trigger-happy cops, of course. You know, but by the way, why did this why did this family live and not get shot? I think we know why. Mm. <clears throat> Why? Because they're white. Correct. Yeah. It's crazy because you're far more likely to have like your catalytic converter stolen out of your driveway and or a carjacker threaten you with a gun or whatever else it is than this bizarre world the Democrats are living in where literally no one suggests arresting moms who get abortions. They're suggesting outlawing the practice of abortion by physicians. Most pro-life people if you actually like talk to human pro-life people which i know none of them have ever done because they might discover they believe all kinds of things that they didn't realize but most pro-life people actually consider abortion to also be a violence done on women as well as done mm -hmm. on the child so you know they they would consider it a feminist position not to have abortion. They consider it a lack of women's choices in life and a lack of opportunity for women that they're not able to keep their babies in our society the way that we have it set up now. So, but they've never talked to a pro-life person, so they wouldn't know that. I mean, like, I would challenge them to look for any state where anyone has suggested a law that would criminalize women for getting the abortions. Like, no one puts that forward, so that's, like, not a thing. But... That's nice. Swalwell's fighting this imaginary threat to women and not doing anything about, like, the real threats to women. Like, you're always talking about in Connecticut how, like, the rapes and the murders mm -hmm. are all up. Like, great. So, you know, that he's not going to do anything about. But the this imaginary Republican administration where in California where he lives, I don't know what they imagine. But... Well, I mean, <sighs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's the point, right? I mean... If that's all you've got left, that's what's yeah. left in the deck, then I can imagine they have that, and that like, what they're seeing for their polling is a colossal disaster. Well, yeah, because... What I'm surprised is this, though. I'm surprised that Pelosi hasn't told candidates to go out and declare war on Biden. Just to declare war on Biden. Just to declare war Well, on none of them are asking <clears throat> for him or Kamala on the campaign. I know trail, that, but obviously. why not at this point? They're going to be unemployed in six months. At this point... Declare war. Just well, look how that worked out for Mansion, though. I mean, like, I think that's the cautionary tale, right? What do you mean? I mean, they screwed him over with the his deal that he made. What does that have to do with declaring war on Biden? I mean, because he was like the anti-Biden agenda guy, right? So, isn't the message if you declare war on Biden and the administration that you're going to be out there on your own? No, administration. This administration has no power. They can't do anything. No, that was that was Schumer taking in, in, in shooting him. I mean, that was ridiculous. No, the, but the they point didn't is this, get the Biden the, agenda. The point done. is this: is that it's it, we're abandoning ship now. So these Democrats are going to be wiped out. You would think that Pelosi would give the green light and say, "Go ahead, start slamming him." I know that, that Bush, I think, gave the green light for some Republicans to start slamming him in mm -hmm. 06 or whatever. One of these times when they got blown out anyway. It's like the last refuge of the party. To just run against him. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's a lame duck anyway, Biden. What would have to happen for him to get elected again? Well, he's not going to get elected again, but I think it's possible he could run again. If he, he can go out there, if he's delusional enough and listening to yes men around him enough to go out there and lick his ice cream and say the economy is strong as hell, like, I believe he absolutely would run again. Totally. Well, I, yeah, I think he would. I mean, like, and is the Democratic Party, like, going to do anything about it? Like, are they going to, 
are they going to stop him from running realistically oh and you should have heard you should have heard let me i'll play a little bit of it today okay uh, I think this is the one, or is this not, is this the one? Uh, okay. So uh, just listen to the word once we get to it. That tell that all anybody needs to hear about how the show work. for it. Thank you, Kareem. Uh, following up on something you said earlier, if President Biden's top domestic priority is inflation, why doesn't he have more to show for it? So the president understands and we've talked about this many times, um, that uh, inflation um, is an issue, high, high cost. Cost is an issue for the American people. And so he's been very clear about making that his number one economic priority. And he has done the work. And he's done the work with congressional Democrats yeah. when you think about the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which is uh, going to lower the cost. Uh, so she's done the she's now put done the work of addressing the hard edge of his question. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to get to his boilerplate overall the Biden economic doctrine stuff, and this is where listen for the word. For our seniors, millions and millions of seniors across the country, when you think about that $2,000 uh, cap on their own uh, Medicare prescription, uh, when you think about the thousands of dollars that our seniors pay a month, now that's going to be $2,000 a year. That is the work that congressional Democrats and Republic and and, and uh, congressional Democrats and the president has done. Republicans did not vote for that at all. And what Republicans want to do is that they want to repeal that very historic piece of legislation that is also going to lower energy costs, that is also going to help fight uh, climate change. They want to get rid of it. So there is a contrast that we are going to make, which is how Republicans are actually going to make things worse. And Democrats want to do the opposite and make things a little easier. I just talked about the hearing aids, which is going to help 30 million, uh, 30 million Americans across the country. But- who exactly thinks the president all, is doing that? I might have the wrong cut. Oh, let me try this one. For, okay. before I go. So he said he's been working on the economy every day for 19 months. Now Bloomberg economists are forecasting a 100% chance of a recession. That's so a big how is it percent. that we can be so, yeah. barreling towards a recession? Uh, and the economy is, as the president says, strong as hell. So here's the thing about the economy, and I've said this many times. You've heard this from Secretary Yellen. You've heard this from Brian Deese, who runs our economic council, is that what we are seeing right now is the job market is strong. The labor force is strong. And that is not what we see usually before uh, before a recession. And so the and a lot of that is because of the work that this president has done. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We are seeing an, an economy that is resilient. Uh, we are seeing an economy uh, that is going through to into a transition uh, with more stable growth, more st- steady growth. And that is because of the work that this president has done. That is because of the economic policy that he has put forward. And let me remind you, the economic policy that he's put forward is about building the economy from the bottom to, to uh, from the bottom to the top and the middle out. And that is so important because it means that we leave no one behind. It means that there's equity in everything that he uh, puts forward. And that's all you have left. Right. Is the... We're all going to be all you have left, poor at the yes, end. Yes, all you have left are are the religious uh, tenants. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
equity. So the equity that she just mentioned. That's the spirit that's left. The infrastructure around the spirit, his plans, policies, and ideas have all crumbled. Those are all utter failures. So now it's just <clears throat> the vernacular of the true believers is all they have left. Right. Which is, of course, which is one of the reasons why this administration won't turn on a dime. He's too calcified, calcified and stupid to, but the others are true believers. Mm-hmm. Well, just look at it. If you if you look only through equity, they are kind of destroying everybody's lives. Yeah, that's very equitable. That's true. That's true. Although when you make the economy worse, do you know who it hurts worse than other people? Uh, I do know. Poorer people, people of color. It hurts the people who are already marginalized more than it hurts, like, Joe Biden Your problem and his is, buddies Alice, who are Your wealthy. problem is that you're going past the word equity and looking at the landscape. Right. Don't do that. That's the problem. Because mm-hmm. that's why, like, Black Lives Matter is great, and it's written all over the place, and there's this Black Lives Matter street in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as we look now, because that means what well, we did something there and we changed the name from the bad person street, which might have been a white person. We got rid of statues and it says Black Lives Matter. We did things in the vein of equity. So it doesn't matter. That's now, fine. The, more blacks are being murdered all over the place and uh, have a worse life ever. We've made, in the name of Black Lives Matter, it, Black Lives Matter is a code for Black Lives Made Worse, Murdered, Killed, Raped. <clears throat> um. And livelihoods destroyed. <clears throat> right. The, black, the name of black lives matter. Are screwed. And the name of black lives matter. Uh, activists and democratic leaders, um, and it, it got together and committed about three hundred more black Wall Streets. Right. That's what they did. They went in and burned, burned and destroyed the businesses, um, the accomplishments of blacks. So. Instead of now going back to, you know, 1865 or 1940 or 1960 right now, mm-hmm. it's now uh, you're starting from scratch again, mm-hmm. black people. And remember how it was very important that we talk about uh, inherited wealth and which is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Ebenezer Shattuck had a house so that he handed to, you know, Zapparella Shattuck, who handed it to uh, Old Anson Shattuck, who handed it to Cletus Shattuck, who handed it to Lewis Shattuck, who handed it to Thomas Shattuck. That is a thing, right. you know? Totally. And, but and we've that and being Democrats said, went into those cities and destroyed livelihoods. Right. And that being said, I mean, home ownership, for example, which is like one of the biggest ways that people build wealth and join the middle class in this country, is further out of reach for everybody of all colors than ever right now because of the interest rates and the housing market and the Biden economy in general. So I mean, if we're going to talk about building generational wealth instead of just tearing down people who already might have been on the cusp of having it, you know, then we would try and have an economy where people could, like, buy houses. But All right, you, know, you want to do or you wanted to throw something in I there? I had a couple other things because throw I some, wanted to... a couple of things in there. You look I lovely in that, in that color. Thanks, honey. I like wearing red. Don't say um, honey. You don't really say that off the air, do you? I don't know. I do call you honey. You do? Uh, I really? Think so. It just seems so like we're pretending we're so. in love don't you or something. Remember? <laughs> don't you remember that um, Sally named your otter statue honey? Yes, of course. So she would only know that word if we were saying honey. You think? Yes. That's where she got it because I call oh, you honey. So I wasn't she named it. the otter statue honey. I know. You. Don't. For the first time, I was repulsed by you today, physically. <laughs> I couldn't. I never thought it was possible. I never thought it was possible. I know. Should I tell people what it was? Sure. I ate garlic. No, I saw your neck tattoo that I hadn't seen before. No. Well, yes, it, yes, it was. Uh, it was the logo for Stormfront magazine, which I never. That's not knew. true. Don't no. slander me, gee. So I, I, I ate not... too much garlic. And yeah, I mean, and like you it. make. I like garlic. No, I know that I always have breath that is like <laughs> plutonium. So I know that I, 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 I cannot judge breath. But it was you were unkissable at one point today. I had no idea. I figured when you said I just smell like garlic because you had a big a chunk of salmon with garlic, and I saw the thing prepared. And what one of the things I love about you is that you overdo it with garlic. But I had no idea that was. That, <laughs> I had garlic and crushed red pepper, and like this either I'm a vampire or that was horrific. It was so good. I think you're a vampire. I think you are a vampire. But I was gonna say, speaking of um, black people and the the Uh-oh. way that the left no. What? What do you think I'm about to say? Uh, anything's possible. And the way that the left panders to black people. Especially in, black IT people. Oh. In utterly useless 
ridiculous ways that do nothing to help any black people anywhere. Um, you'll be pleased to know that the new Black Panther movie is getting rave reviews. Oh, is it really? Rave reviews. This is uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever that is coming out. Oh, good. The I new was going to... Yeah. I know you are very anxious yeah, to I, see Yeah, I it. waited overnight. And but um, this is uh, CNN reporting. This is uh, analysis by Chris Saliza, CNN editor at large. I'm familiar with him. Why Wakanda might be a model for our future cities. Wakanda is a marvel. The fictional country of the Marvel Chris Universe... Chris is the, the news chief for yes. CNN. <clears throat> okay. Wakanda is a marvel. The fictional country of the Marvel Universe is the most advanced civilization in the world, years beyond the rest of the world in technological learning. But it's a little-noticed part of Wakanda that may predict what our real-life cities of the future should look like, according to author blah blah blah, who talked about it in his podcast. One of the things I love about Wakanda, if you notice, if you watch Black Panther carefully, there's the city. The city's got all this mass transit and all this housing and parks and all this stuff. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That this was my takeaway, too. Urban America. And the moment you leave the city, you're in farmland, and there's this connection between rural life and urban life. So we've now formalized... I mean, I know everybody's children now, and so they all watch comic book movies and are like, wow, everything is just like Harry Potter and like Voldemort. And, um, you know, and they're like, oh, this is just like in Avengers when blah, 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 and Ultron and whatever stupid things. Right, because there's only like six cultural references that everybody has now, and so like Trump is, you know, the bad guy from mm -hmm. all of them. Um, but now we're like formalizing it, so CNN has their like actual news people now reporting on how we should be more like Wakanda because that's where we are now. Okay. So that's, you know, but. I guess they get, like, diversity points for being like, you know what's the mm. most advanced thing in the whole world? <clears throat> that Coincidentally, not because, like, Hollywood is leftist Sleeza or anything. He must know. That he's a whore? No. Well, yeah, he is. But he must know that he's on the new management's kill list. <laughs> I mean, but, like, you're going out here and you're seriously telling us, like, you know what? We could all be a little more like Wakanda. Like, Wakanda's pretend. I also think Lizzo's beautiful. It has, like, all the Democrat top progressive priorities for a city and also is the most magical, wonderful, prosperous place on Earth because... Um, it's made by Democrats who want all that stuff, and that's their fantasy world. Mm -hmm. It's not because that actually works in real life, because we have cities that are run by Democrats in real life to look at, and they don't go so well. So, but I mean, like, they're like, wow, isn't it amazing how Wakanda has all my political priorities, just mm -hmm. coincidentally? And it's so amazing. Love Wakanda. Why can't we just all be more like Wakanda? This is like what passes, I guess, for political analysis now. And in the meantime, they're running the cities into the ground and like a bunch of black people in Jackson, Mississippi don't have drinking water because Democrats are running the cities. Like, that's mm -hmm. the reality of what's going on and what Democrat cities do for black people. And... CNN. CNN is holding up Wakanda as, like, what we should be doing. Well, great. That's perfect. I mean, like, there's real cities in the world, too, you know, guys. I just, I can't take that. And I had one more thing I wanted to address, was that everybody online is talking about this. Um, there's this, like, Washington Post graphic that's going around. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all about how, like, young people are having so much less sex now. Mm-hmm. And in particular, almost a third of men um, under age 30 have not had sex in the last year. So, I mean, and that's much higher than the women. And so it's interesting because... How many... <clears throat> now, let the record show. Uh-huh. There were some years in the 90s that Thomas Shattuck uh, was in a bit of a, a dry run. There's no doubt about that. Wasn't for lack of trying, I can tell you that. Yeah, but I think also part of what's happening, and I think some of these guys are trying, right? But I think part of what's happening is that we've discarded the regular model of, mm. um, you know, one of the biggest ways that you get to have sex is by being in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you not think that you had more sex when you were in a relationship than not? I, uh, free guess. Yeah, so now in, like, Tinder world, right, where it seems like, 
there should be more sex happening. Mm -hmm. What's actually happening, and in particular for men, is that because women are the holders of the getting to have sex cards, right? Realistically speaking. I know the left wants to pretend everybody's the same, but realistically speaking, it's Mm -hmm. the women who are letting the men have sex with them. So in general, what's happening now is that women are going on Tinder and they're hooking up with these guys that are sleeping with lots and lots of women who are like the most highly desirable guys and those men get to sleep with all those women do you remember when there was that big story and all the tiktok drama because all these women on tiktok had been ghosted by like the same same guy guy. like chad or whatever whoever he was yes and they were all mad at him because he'd ghosted all of them on twitter well they're all sleeping with the same like smaller population of guys the the guys who probably didn't even need tinder but uh, because they have game but are now harnessing technology to get, you know, results that are 500 times. Well, right. Open. And they're already equipped. Yes. So they're getting. They've already got game. So right. they're sleeping with all the girls. So the girls yeah. are having the same amount of sex because clearly if this graphic, this graphic is like 28% of the men haven't had sex in the last year and 18% of the women haven't had sex in the last year. Right. So obviously the women are sleeping with somebody, but they're all sleeping with the same smaller population of guys. And now those guys are ghosting them and just sleeping with all the girls because that's what they do. And what's happening is there there are a whole bunch of guys now who don't have any woman to have sex with them. Mm. And the, the, the stable relationship model is falling out of favor. And that, that model has a lot of advantages for both men and women in the longer term because those women that are all sleeping with the same guys for one night stands and getting out there are going to find it much harder to find somebody who wants to settle down with them and have kids when they're 35 or 40 and decide they're ready to settle down Mm -hmm. and have kids. Right. And I mean, and one of the people in here like points out that this is actually like in um, what's her name? It's the lean in book. Is that Cheryl Sandberg? Like Mm -hmm. where she says like, you know what, get out, have your fun, sleep with all the guys, but don't sleep with the don't, decide to marry the bad boys when then find a nice guy to settle down with well the problem is the nice guys that you want to settle down with you were supposed to settle down with them when you were like 25 and young and hot so they get to have sex with you when you're young and hot and then they stick around and help you raise the kids because this is like a mutually beneficial trade-off i know those we've guys arranged but this is like a mutually beneficial trade-off that civilization mm-hmm. has come up with yes. where like everybody benefits from the transaction and we have kids and go on. And the problem with this model is that everybody ends up unhappy. But anyway, this uh, woman, Alexandra Hunt, who's a she, her public health activist and 2022 Phil- Philadelphia congressional candidate, she tweeted today, she has a different solution rather than maybe you should go back to trying to find somebody to settle down with in a long-term relationship and women should stop getting ghosted a million times by the same guy. Imagine that being a single guy, relatively good-looking, average or above average self-confidence, mm-hmm. and you have it so good using Tinder that you never even have to repeat. Right. You're just, like, just breaking records. Oh, my God. So... She has a different solution, which is that she feels that um, we've criminalized sex work too much and that the young men who don't get to have sex are now suffering. I think that's probably true. That is probably true. But she feels um, they're more likely to experience depression, nihilism and other mental health issues. I think that's also probably true. But she feels that the solution is not to tell people to get back into monogamous relationships where they can have a deep and sincere emotional connection and lots of great sex. Uh, She feels that the solution is to uh, be moving towards a right to sex. People should be able to have sex when they feel they want to, and we need to develop services that meet people's needs without attaching back the baggage of shame or criminalization. So she feels that we need universal basic sex for the incels. It's a good good take. That we should have prostitution and i guess the state should pay for it to keep the young men mentally healthy i don't know if the cream of the crop is going to be showing up (laughs) i mean i think a lot of the uh young men probably aren't as particular i think essentially now talking to people that i know even people my age essentially you can get escorts now and it's it's you're good to go so yeah but what if you're too poor to hire the escorts 
Yeah. Or what if the escorts don't want to hook up? With- we need a right to I sex. I think traditionally, then you kill them. I think that's <laughs> traditionally what it's happened. Here's know. the thing is, I don't think there is like a right to have sex at, on demand at any time. And that we need to provide it to young men. Well, and I think I, that I, society I, has a solution for this. And it's called getting married. Or- well, sure. But, but also, also, if you're doing your initial courting online, etc., Women don't get a proper chance to kick the tires on the guy. Women don't get to observe. If you're doing enough stuff initially just online, mm-hmm. women are seeing one dimension and feeling it in the most positive way in their minds. Right. Women aren't seeing the guy, how he treats the per- server at Dunkin' Donuts. They're not seeing what he does when there's a um, flat tire in the car. They're not seeing his reaction to rain if he runs under an awning because it's drizzling. You know, mm-hmm. th- different things that women might see and say, huh, I will not be breeding with him. You know, they're mm-hmm. not seeing and a lot of times you're not seeing the, the good stuff because nobody knows. Men are, are many men. Certainly I was are very insecure. So they don't know. Like I like my whole thing with you on Facebook when we first met was all eyes. I thought I put out the most best means tested uh, information out there, most likely to optimize me search engine wise for your feminine uh, web crawlers, and to to sell a person better than me because they felt the, the, the me can't be that good. So let me just throw something over here that's better, which you also did too. But then again, we did meet in person and have like a relationship, right? Exactly, and talk amongst people and and things. I was t- you know too old to know how to do anything else. But okay, ready for the shot shot? We can go to the shot shot. All right, here we go. Nothing. Hi, Tom. Ooh. This is Stephen Parking. Oh, my God. I hope you are well. What is that thing that he wrote again, uh, Stephen Hawking? What's the big book he had? I don't remember. Oh, come on. It was like from 1989, <gasps> Stephen Hawking book. My brother had it. My brother thought he was yeah. deep for a while. Book. Theory, Theory of, of everything? everything? Was it? Brief History of Time? Yeah, Brief History of Time. That was the big one. That's right. Um, my brother may have been deep to to give him credit. Okay, here we go. Just looking for an update on your new lamp. Not much to do down here in hell. Wow. Talk soon. Update to my new what? Lamp. Oh, it, the lamp is fantastic, Stephen. Yeah, that's what Doctor Hawking. Our daughter did when her friend Popeye was uh, show her your lamp. Oh, did they, they feed the meter? Here. I don't know if they fed the meter, but was they that, both came up here. Was Heavy. That, okay. That's great. That's great. Everybody loves this lamp. The lamp is mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm sure... Sorry, we, Dr. Hawking, we should probably feature the lamp more. If so I had true. a coin, I'd throw some money in the, in the, the meter. The only problem is that it ticks yeah, for but the rest it, it, of the podcast. Yeah, but who cares? It's worth it. People would love that. that. It's probably people would love a podcast people. with ticking in the background. Of course background, they would. Of course. <laughs> I'm really not certain uh, politically if she does have the ability to uh, have that position after elected because she's just not ready for it, in my view. Thanks for calling. It says Dr. Cheswick. What am I missing? I don't know. Is that a cocaine reference something? I don't. Dr. Cheswick? No, okay. no, no. Dr. Cheswick is like one of our listeners. They comment on Rumble videos sometimes, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's a, so so what is... I'm really not certain uh, politically if she does have the ability to uh, have that position after elected because she's just not ready for it, in my view. Thanks Ooh. for calling. I think maybe me, and it's like a cocaine thing. I don't know. Yeah, but said elected. Oh, somebody said you should run for something. Was that during the I have show? No clue. I don't know. Don't. don't I don't know. Feel free I don't to get it either. Search your database. I thought about it. At least I put forward a theory. You don't have anything. I'm not, it's okay. Who's serving that we think is hot? Tulsi. I don't know. Uh, Christy Noam. I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. Doctor Cheswick, call back tomorrow and explain this. I don't get it. 100% convinced the Shattuck's live on an actual boat. 
<laughs> What's the evidence? Well, it's raining in the galley. True. Alice tripped over all of the rigging that was left about. The kids go to nautical camp, and <laughs> neither of them have been seen on land in approximately three years. Prove me wrong. Well, Can't, my brother, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Shadow lives on a boat, so mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's possible. Anything's I would, possible. I'd live on a boat. It would be a... A giant yacht. A bigger with thing. With a crew. <laughs> I, I don't want the crew... Boats are overrated, man. They just... Sorry about that. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but they are. Am I uh, the 12th caller for Bananarama? Uh, are you there? I sure hope I won the tickets. I'm your Venus. Delilah, your desire. Do you know that song? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't get it. In America here, Alice, <laughs> we emote a little bit and have warm feelings and convey messages to one another. Yes. Sorry. So you know, I have to switch it from like the way we do with our uh, summer stat from cool to heat. I have to switch it from uh, Scottish to Serbian. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I understand. It is the humor you say. Um, what was that about? I forgot. Bananarama? Oh, yeah. wasn't a huge fan of Bananarama. I did like Cindy Lauper first. I did. I decided to like buy rock magazines and marry Tiffany, who I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then I think she dated uh, somebody, New Kids in the Block, and I was devastated. Devastated. No, Tiffany? No. Think you're alone now. It doesn't seem oh, okay. to be in... Okay, still... Not? I do okay. know that's... <laughs> Anybody around who wants to talk music? <laughs> Jesus. Good morning, Tom and Alice. Morning. Tommy N.H. here. Hey, Tommy. I've been looking into the case of Alice versus the IT department. Mm-hmm. Yep. The IT department should issue monthly security patches to your computer on a specific date in normal circumstances. You should, as the user, be given the opportunity to decline those updates between three and five times due to inconvenience in non-emergency situations. You're not offended that we're letting an IT guy talk to us right no, now, are you? No, that's fine. Are you I, sure? I'm because I know you talked down to surprised he took time them. out of his busy day of sending fake phishing attempts and resetting people's 20-character long passwords. Are you passwords. really torching Tommy? <laughs> torching IT people in general. Imagine. Imagine. You know, and you're the type of girl who, when the IT guy is fixing the computer on the boat... That you and the other yacht bunnies would remove your tops and the thing, and you knew that he could see you just to torture That's not him. True. Yes, it is. I have physical <laughs> proof. And I, for you, not if you true. keep denying, I'll disseminate it. However, after all given options were declined, IT must automatically force the update to the computer. Ooh. The case comes down to this this is a rigid defense of the IT people. Let's see what he says. Alice, did you decline all offers of updates? prior to the inconvenient forced update. It- no, incorrect. I accepted the update when it was offered, knowing that I would have to restart my computer. And instead of installing the updates, the computer completely crashed and stopped working for two hours in the middle of my work day. We challenged Tommy and I, and I am his counsel. We, I accepted we challenged, the updates. The we updates challenged weren't the due contention. until Friday. Objection. Objection, mm-hmm. this is conjecture, because we challenged the, the suggestion that the computer crashed. It, it was simply, froze. N- it, we challenge, objection. Mm-hmm. Sustained. Okay. That means that... That you're allowed to continue your... Objection. That's correct. Okay. That means that um, it, that was part of the updating process. You were impatient, because you demand everything now, because you think that you yeah. work in certain departments where you get to... Uh, go to expensive business, working lunches, etc., and on outings to the Springfield Casino and the Encore Casino with the brass, you think that you're allowed to talk down to the IT people, like you're doing now to Tommy. If yes, I have to rule against Alice in this case correct. versus the IT department. Correct. The IT department was correct. Correct. If no, you were never given an opportunity to decline and do the update at another more convenient time, your IT department sucks in other words uh this is on you alice well, Shack, no, and like i want I've a blanket i want a blanket like a I've blanket apology sent out i'm judging this case when a blanket apology sent out to but the, neither of those options is what happened incorrect what happened is 
I said yes to accept the update, knowing that I would have to restart, but not knowing that it would take two hours to make my computer work again and being on the phone with IT being told to unplug things and plug them back in. Do you notice that? Wait do a you while. notice that and bad things go- happen to the divas in the office who think they're better than the IT people? Have you noticed that? <laughs> I have no problem with my IT guy, and I work remotely. And we have VPN stuff and all that stuff and things are fine. But you know what I do? I treat him as an equal with respect. Mm-hmm. I don't treat him, uh, you know, a, a half step above the pool boy who's lucky to be uh, around my goddess aura. I know and like a lot of IT people, but oh, mostly yes, at like work, they sounds mostly like make my life more difficult. I have to Can you that. imagine that? You're making my life difficult. Slowing my computer. Do you realize the network security they're doing constantly? All the updates that they have to do, the stuff that they have to do. All they ask from you is just accept the update. I did accept the do update. Do it in a time. Okay, we do it at a time when, the, when there's less traffic on your is machine. Is there usually a time of day in, in when ju- it's convenient to take two hours off? What? In your work day, is there usually a time of day when it's convenient to not work for two hours. You could have hours. done this. They made it, I've seen the wording of their email. Mm-hmm. They, you could have done this after close of business. That is the truth. Guilty. <laughs> hey, Allison, Tom. This is Dana from Maine. Hey, Dana. I was reflecting Hi, Dana. on the call from yesterday from Danny, and he was exactly right. I, he, he hit the nail on the head. I'm like, I'm very confused. Are you ill-mannered and uncouth like you present yourself every day? Or are you a mass, <laughs> Massachusetts aristocrat? I can't. Can't really tell. Wait, is that to me or you? That's to you because he's talking about oh. how your fancy language sometimes. Because sometimes oh, you're a man yes. of the people, and sometimes and, you're and, very pretentious. I assume the ill-mannered and uncouth is what we call facetiousness. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I'm not an aristocrat. I come from a, an old Yankee family who has been wealth adjacent. We've been the poor people in the rich neighborhood forever. So we managed to glom on here and there and get to use a pool or two, but uh, we don't feel proud for doing it. We're, we're mid-level social prostitutes, um, and unfortunately, that means that you've got uh, donuts for tires. Which is I've my- told you you can go do that. We have oh, enough oh, money you. for you, you know, to replace your tire. Condescension right there. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. So anytime. I can go do, go do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> The other day you mentioned about ice fishing, and then oh, you're a fan and you like the drinking. So yeah, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I, ice fishing, Man of the people. Ice fishing is fun to do. Mm-hmm. We should get get the fellas together. I mean, I haven't done it since I was a teenager with my dad and my brother. Um, but it's totally conducive to having fun, and you can catch some great, beautiful trout. And um, like like I said, the lake that we went to, we could never catch like trout in the except for when we went ice fishing. But then you talk about Going to the Poland Spring Resort, yeah, where they serve the finest champagne of waters, and they use the <laughs> highest quality linens. I'm so confused. Well, please Dana, clarify. I will. The Poland Spring. Do Resort. you drink your Poland Spring water with your pinky raised? <laughs> but of course, the Poland Spring Resort was. We found it on Priceline or something because my son was staying at a camp near that. I know the, the he had to go something. spy on the kid during camp, so he. But went to there was hotel. some there was some beautiful people aspects of that place. I th- certainly think it had its heyday some decades ago, but it was still kind of opulent. If you've not even you've not been there, it's very interesting. Right down the street is the Poland Springs corporate headquarters, which is elegant too. It's very odd that a corporate headquarters is elegant, but so no, I am not. Believe me, um, yes. Once again, wealth adjacent. The other people in the resort like could afford to be in the resort. I wasn't. That was before my diet. I went to like the the Seven uh, Eleven down the street, and because the room came with a microwave, just got microwave. It's I was pretty low. I gotta tell you, pretty low, pretty low. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. I was just wondering uh, how you're doing. Wait a minute. I think I heard something. The heck? <laughs> oh, I believe that's a recreation, Alice. Of really what most people consider the high point of yesterday's show. I think a lot of people. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. She talked crime. I, mean, I may have to take a little. I may have to take a little. Uh, a, a little uh, responsibility for some of the, some of this uh, 
stuff in particular because that is I uh, remarkable. You know, I was leading her obviously, Rick. I didn't you know, yeah. she just called in, so I was leading her yeah. into areas where I wanted to Damn. The, I think the, a lot of people consider that like the high point of the, the Burn sheer, Bell podcast. How it's her level concussion that was made in the room and the report was just <laughs> horrific. Horrific. How is your breast, by the way? <laughs> it still hurts. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Well, you know what? You should ignore it. <laughs> That's what I plan on doing, like all my medical ailments. So, um, anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, live streamers and Patreon supporters. That's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel if you want to join in that. If not, you can always find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a bunch of different places you can listen. We are allowed back on YouTube now. We're on Rumble, always. And uh, anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. But Yeah, there's no doubt. She talked crime. I, mean, I may have to take a little... I may have... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.